0: Welcome back to the D3 Golf Guys podcast. Okay, here we are. Round two is in the books. A quick correction for those of you that didn't see me post this on Twitter. Um, apologies. The ladies actually cut after the third round. So it was was uh, informed of that by one of the dean of coaches within the Division Three world. So uh, the cut for the ladies will be tomorrow, after tomorrow's round. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. Remember, they're cutting to 15. But... Let's get into what we saw today in both tournaments, and let's start with the ladies. So we had Carnegie Mellon in the lead after day one, and today they shot the second best round of the day. They had a six-shot lead going into the day, and their lead after today, one shot over Methodist, who beat him by eight shots today. The Methodist ladies showed up and... The interesting thing is Paige Church, who we know is a fabulous player, didn't have the best day day one, but she came roaring back today with an even par round. Um, Other movers on the day. So Carnegie Mellon still leads. They lead by one at 44 over to Methodist 45 over. Third place is George Fox moves down. They're at 52 over. So eight back of Carnegie, seven back of Methodist. So you've got some separation there. A nice move up today was by Center College, who's up to fourth. They had a really nice round today, and they were uh, paced by you know their number one player, Riley Suter, who shot even par today with a triple bogey and a double, which is really good. She had six birdies on the day, which is an outstanding play. That could have been a really special round if we have kept a couple of those other ones off the card. But so center with a nice move up, but they're at fifty-eight, so they are over. That's fourteen shots back of Carnegie and thirteen shots back of Methodist. So while I think center's probably in good position, I just I don't know that 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 might be too far back to try to get to the national championship. They're certainly well within striking distance of getting into third, and and we'll see what happens tomorrow because you know somebody else could help them and and let them back in it. Same thing with Williams who. Did, played better today, but not as good as they probably could. They followed fell down two spots at, at fifth fifty nine. So they they're right there with center. That is sort of where things separate out. Redlands, which it had you know not not a great first day, but a, a good round today, they ended up staying sixth. They're at sixty eight over. So there's twenty four shots between Redlands and six and Carnegie at at one. So you kind of have sort of one and two. George Fox three is sort of in between, and then four and five, and then a gap, and then Redlands, St. Catherine, Illinois Wesleyan with a really great day today. They shot three ten and moved up seven spots to the eight spots, which is really impressive. Other big movers, you know, Wisconsin Whitewater, you know, shot about the same, but everybody else was getting better. That that's what what you would expect for the thirty sixth ranked team as they kind of have a really good day one. Come back to earth a little bit on day two. Um, Emory came back a little bit today, much better, a 321 after their 344. So they're now inside the cut line. Um, Texas and Dallas, not as good. They they, they went backwards a little bit today. So, you know, really interesting, great playing. It's really close with Carnegie Mellon and Methodist. You know, Carnegie Mellon, you know, Charlotte Simpson, who plays number one for them, did not have a good day at all it was a rough rough day she shot 88 and, and you know she shot 78 the day before so a 10 shot swing there for her which is it is tough um but you know they're still right there and in it and and here's the thing their they're number one player played about as probably bad as she could and they still have a one-shot lead so don't count them out but it, honestly Methodist looks poised because even Even today, Jillian Drinker, who we know is probably, you know, the top player in the country, she shot 76 today. Not a bad round, but, you know, she's capable of doing even better than that. So, it'll be very interesting to watch, you know, Jillian, Page, Maggie, who playing really well for Methodist, and and kind of against Carnegie. I, I think those two are probably in the hunt here. Unless they both decide to let people back in it, I think you're looking at your national championship between one of them. Now, George Fox... Could continue to, to be in there, and and they have the the individual leader, in Mackenzie Tool, who had four birdies and an eagle today to shoot at the best round of the day at seventy two under par. Fabulous golf. I mean, she started off with three straight bogeys, then goes birdie, eagle, bogey, birdie, birdie, par, par, birdie, and then pars out. <laughs> Outstanding round. So it you know they've got Mackenzie who's kind of pacing them right now. They're not. They need to get. Their third and fourth scores a little better if they if they I think they're going to get into the Carnegie and Methodist hunt. And again, I think Center and Williams are going to probably battle it out for that fourth spot, maybe the third, depending on what George Fox you know decides to do. All right, so that's sort of the team side. We'll talk more about where the, we think the cut is here in a second. But let's talk over about the, the the leader board on the individual side. So Mackenzie Tool from George Fox leads after her blistering. Uh, 200 par 70. Riley Suter from Center is tied for second. So she's so uh, Mackenzie Tool is two over for the tournament. Riley and Alexis Sajanto from Carnegie Mellon are tied at five over. So Mackenzie Tool from George Fox has a three shot lead over two really really good top ten players. Um, that'll be something to watch. Sarah Shee from Oglethorpe, one of the individuals, um, did not play great today. 77 today, good round. She just fell back a little bit, but to fourth, solo fourth, which is great. And so it's nice to see some of the individuals perform well. And then you get to fifth, which is Nina Kochi from Grinnell. She had a really nice 70, even par 72 today after an 80 day one. She's at eight over. Solo sixth is Nicole Miller from Bethel, another individual. She's another top five player in the country. She had another good round today at 74. So your top players here are, are looking in there, but then... You get down there, Hunter Kehoe from St. Mary's College, Indiana, who played fabulous 76 day one, 78 today. Again, good playing, just some of the girls just really got hot today. And then you have Megan Canaby from Washington and Lee with a 75 today. She's in tied for eighth with Jillian Drinker from Methodist. And then Paige Church's even par today brings her all the way up 43 spots to tied for 10th with uh, Iris Liu from Redlands. So... That's sort of your top 10 individuals. I think right now, I'd keep my eyes on Jillian and Paige and Alexis and Riley. I think those are the two. And Nicole Miller from Bethel. Uh, I think you're liable to see sub-75s from them again tomorrow. If you do, I think it's going to it's gonna be a pretty interesting contest. Now, Mackenzie has been playing great. 76-70 for a two-over. Um, she's been great all year. We'll see. Um, I think it's just going to be really interesting to watch on the individual side. All right. Let's go back and just look at the cut line here for tomorrow for the ladies. So right now, tied two teams tied for 15th are Rose Holman and Grinnell at 92 over. All right. Uh, five shots get you up to 13th with, with Texas at Dallas. And, you know, three shots the other way get you to 17th. So I would say... Texas at Dallas, Emory, Roseholm and Grinnell, Saint Mary's of Indiana—they're probably the ones you got to look. Dubuque at 18th, 102. I just ten shots is a lot. I think you're more apt to see somebody come backwards than for somebody to go forwards, um, just because of the depth of the of the play. So it's pretty much going to be, you know, all right. I think you're going to see Roseholm and Grinnell get to battle it out to see who gets on top of the cut, unless. Somebody in front of them stumbles, and that's what you would expect. It's also interesting is there they will not be paired together. So Grinnell is paired with St. Mary's College of Indiana and in Dubuque, and Rose Holman's going to be paired with Emory and Texas at Dallas. So that's kind of sometimes how it breaks. You'd love to have had, you know, Rose Holman and Grinnell in the same pairing so they can stare each other down and see who's gonna battle it out for 15th, but so keep your eye on that for tomorrow. All right. With that, I, th- I feel pretty good with where we are for the ladies. Let's go over and check out what happened on the men's side today. Lots of action today on the men's side. There was the cut down today, so let's talk about the cut first. Then we'll go back up to the top of the order. If you remember what we talked about last night, who do we say had the most talent to get back into it from outside the cut line? Trinity University. They go 291 today, they jump up six spots, and they get tied for 16th inside the cut line. Um, the other ones we said is Mary Harden-Baylor was really good. They come up two spots to get to 18th. Now, unfortunately, my guys at rose Holman played their guts out today. It just wasn't enough. They they just didn't have enough horsepower, mostly because it just was, there was, you had to shoot a good score today. Um, the other team I said was really, had a good chance, but was probably just a little too far away was what? Aurora University. They missed 18th by one stroke. They shot 289 today, rock solid playing. And I feel terrible for you guys. I've been there, missing out by one. It stinks. There was just it was too big a hole. That 317 on day one was just too big a hole. You made just the 310, and you're inside, well inside the top, the top 18. So uh, feel for you guys at Aurora. Good playing. Um, you know, we'll keep kind of pushing through there. Alright, so with that, the cut has been made. We'll start talk focusing on the, the higher ups, but let's kind of go through anybody else that we think that got cut that was significant. And the only top team that really got cut was Sewanee, who had a three oh one after after day one and, and really were in the top twelve, and they went three nineteen today and dropped twelve spots to twenty-fourth, and they're gonna be part of the cut. Um so hate that for those guys from the SAA, but you know that's sometimes how this happens. And so, as you look, else who else performed really well today? Westminster College in Pennsylvania moved up 15 spots with a 283 today. Outstanding play, outstanding play, 283. Uh, Christopher Newport, we tweeted out early. They were making a good move early. It they cooled off a little bit on the back nine, but they had a really good round going on that front. They moved up nine spots today. Um, So lots of movement today. Piedmont, not a great day. 307 on a day that a lot of people broke 300. That brought them down 11 spots to 15. So they kind of shot their way out of it a little bit today. But they've got some good individual play going on as well. Um, The other big movers today were Denison University came up eight spots with a 285 today. And if you remember in the preview, we talked about Denison could be a good threat here. Well, they're currently in fourth place by themselves at 26 over. So great playing by the guys at Denison. The other big mover was Guilford College. They shot 286 today, and they had it going even better than that for a period of time. They they had it going. They were several under par. Um, and with that's without count. James Michoud did not count today. Their number one player and the number one player in the country did not count today. So they had it going. They had it going good. They stumbled a little bit on the back nine to level it out because they were they were probably even closer where they were on the front. At one point, I think I saw them at seven under for the day, which is really impressive, especially with your number one guy not playing his best. So let's go back through where we are. So number one, still Illinois Wesleyan. That 290 the day one has got them right where they want to be. They're at 12 over par. They come out and shoot 286 today. Great round. Doesn't hurt them at all. Six over. Really good. Methodist Methodist University comes out and says, okay, we're going to fire the best round of the day, 281. So Westminster College, Pennsylvania, 283. Great. Congratulations. We went two better, 281. One over par today for the entire team. Outstanding play and they were paced by Andre Chi who's been playing one who at one point on the front nine you know he was one over coming into fit the fifth hole goes birdie 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 eagle birdie birdie eagle to five under 5 under in that four hole stretch pars until he hits 15 where he birdies the 213 yard par 3 to shoot a second round 65 and now has the lead individually at four under rock solid um, and he was well-supported by Zane Brownrigg and Cooper Raybeck. I mean, that's just unbelievable playing. Um, so that moved Methodist up two spots. They weren't back that far in the standings. The other big fallout here is Huntingdon, who moved down four spots. They they come out with 3.05 today. That puts them in six. They're now 18 shots back of Illinois Wesleyan. And this is sort of where, as we've been watching Huntington all year, we get... 289 and then we get 305 and you know there's a little bit of jekyll hyde thing going on there i know they want to play better and and i would i would totally expect them to come out firing guns and blazes tomorrow Uh, but they had to count a 79 today on that on the par 71 course that hurt um, their ability to kind of hang with some of the bigger boys so let's go through the the order illinois wesleyan one methodist two guilford moves up to three so Wesleyan, Illinois Wesleyan at 12 over, Methodist is five back at 17 over. So you remember we talked about yesterday, Illinois Wesleyan had a gap. Well, Methodist played great and they cut five shots into their lead. They're still five shots ahead of them. So that's, that's why that big first day lead matters. Um, five shots going in the last two rounds, not a lot. And they're going to be staring at each other face to face. So that's huge for Methodist to be able to be able to play next to Illinois Wesleyan. So it, If I double-check the pairings for tomorrow, round three pairings, you're going to have Illinois Wesleyan, Methodist, and Guilford all staring at each other. It's going to be putting our bags down. They're going off number one. They're going off number one last, looking each other square in the eye. So that'll be really fun to watch as those three go head-to-head. In fourth place is Denison, who, I mean, outstanding round, 285 after their 305 day one we've talked about them they came in hot they've been playing really well of course probably favors them from a conditions and experience perspective so that's really good then next is Carnegie Mellon who's who's playing well uh, 291 good round they got a little bit more lo- local experience they had a bunch of birdies today you know Andre uh, Jason Lee goes for two over 72 Jason Fulker, you know also with another 72 two over. Our guy Will Knoth, 73. So, I mean, really good playing. They just needed a guy a couple under. But they're at 27. So, they're 15 shots back of Wesleyan. Now, they're only three shots out of third. So, this thing's far from settled. But right now, Illinois Wesleyan's got enough of a space that, you know, I think Methodist can get them right now. But Illinois Wesleyan's got 12 shots on Guilford. Now, if Illinois Wesleyan backs up, it brings a lot of people back into this thing. But I still kind of look like Illinois Wesleyan and Methodist have separated a little bit. Then you start to get into the next couple. Huntington's there at 6th at 30, at 30 over, and St. Thomas, Minnesota at 31. Christopher Newport, who played great today, 289, comes up 9 spots there at 32 over, along with Emery, who's tied for 8th. So from there, you know, the Mary harden Baylor made the cut in the last group, last team that made the cut at 41. You're looking at nine shots between 18th and 8th place. So lots of positions can can switch around going into tomorrow. All right, let's let's look over and look at the individual side on the men. All right, so individually, Andre Chi leading at four under total after his 65 today after a one one over rent round one, outstanding golf. Three guys tied for second. Alex Kubick from Nebraska Wesleyan with a great 67 today. He's at even par. Jimmy Morton from Illinois Wesleyan goes 70-71, one over today. Even par, great also. And Will Hawker from Webster will also be right there. So those three are tied for second. Four back of Andre Chi right now. Then we've got four guys tied at fifth. Our guy Rob Wietrich from Illinois Wesleyan. With a really nice follow-up today of 71-1 over. He's two over for the tournament. As well as Mark Mitchell from Denison University. exact same scores. Jason Fulker from Carnegie Mellon, who goes the opposite, 71-72. But the same result. He went even par and then two over today for that two over. And then Glavin Shugel from St. John's goes 70 yesterday, 73 today. Still right there at two over. So you've got all those people that tied for fifth. So that's your top eight players in that tied for fifth spot or tied for fifth and above. Then you got Cooper Rayback solo ninth at plus three. So from even to th- so even to three, you got three shots. That's ninth to tied for second. Now Andre's probably a little bit clear here. He's got a four-shot lead, but you know we all know what can happen in those things. So keep your eyes peeled on that. If if Andre backs up just a little bit. A lot more people could be in the mix here for a national championship. Uh, rounding out the top 10, there's five players tied for 10th. Michael Bell from Westminster College, Pennsylvania. Alex Price from Christopher Newport. Ethan Wilkins from Illinois Wesleyan, who we've talked about on the podcast previously. Austin Davis from Willamette University. Grant Gronka from Huntingdon, Round out the top 10. Now, since the cut has happened here with the men... Let's look and see who the individuals that will continue to play going forward are. So the individuals that are going to continue on are tied for fifteenth at five over total is Jared Berlin from Franklin and Marshall. Um, next would be Jack Verkauteren from Aurora, who's six over, tied for twentieth. Uh, and then one of the individuals from the the entrance into the national championship, Jacob Peterson who is currently tied for 26th at eight over par, will be playing on. One of the other individuals tied for 26th also Pierce Robinson from Washington and Lee. And then the other one will be Carlos Coeta from Trine University, nine over, tied for 35th. And that is it. That should be our six individuals. Um, So two of the individuals that came to the Nationals make it through. And then four more. Oh, I missed one more. Basil Boyd, tied for 26, eight over from Suwanee. So one of the Suwani guys will continue to play after they missed out on the cut. So remember, this is how it works. Any individual that's not a part... The top six individuals that are not a part of the teams who made the cut. So that could be the individuals like Jacob and Pierce. But it also is people like Basil, uh, Jack, and Jared who... Teams didn't make the cut. So congratulations to those guys. You get to play two more rounds. Go all out. See what you can do. Best place right now is Jared Berlin, who's five over. So he's right there in it um, for Franklin and Marshall. And Jack Burkotrin from Aurora, also right there close with uh, tied for 20th. So uh, lots of stuff on the line over the next two days for, for those guys. Let's look at what we should look for tomorrow. For tomorrow, for the men, it's going to be a showdown of Illinois, Wesleyan, Methodist, and Guilford. I'm going to be totally focused on those three. We'll keep our eye on Denison, Carnegie, Mellon, and Huntingdon, but it's going to be Illinois, Wesleyan, and Methodist all day to me. That'll be where most of our focus will be be watching and see can Illinois, Wesleyan kind of grow their lead? Can Methodist come back and catch them? You know, Andre shoots five under today. Is there another five under in Methodist today to? Tomorrow to kind of get them back into it. Um, does James Michoud come back from a, a less a subpar round for him and help Guilford? You know, step on the gas pedal and, and make up some ground. Um, that'll be that'll be very interesting. They played great today. They moved up six spots without their number one guy. Well, if he turns it on, can they can they close down that twelve shot gap between them and Illinois Wesleyan? Um, so we'll we'll keep watching that. I think that's what you watch for on the men's side. On the ladies side, you know as I look at this, it's gonna be Carnegie Mellon and Methodist and George Fox. It's gonna be those three staring each other right in the face, looking at each other going all right, here we go Carnegie Mellon, Methodist and George Fox. They're all three playing with each other. It's gonna be you know staring at each other, setting your bag down right next to each other and it's gonna be can you beat the two girls that you're playing with? So the other thing is, it looks like the weather is starting to improve. So I continue, I think you'll continue to see good play, and, and it makes everybody feel a lot better that you're going to get better scores. Um, so, I don't know. It's very close. I'm excited to have a good, close tournament that we can follow it, and it's going to be really fun to watch. So I'll be watching. We'll tweet out some stuff. Hope you guys are watching. Hope you're enjoying the podcast here with the kind of the live uh, recaps. We'll do another one tomorrow night after round three. Remember that the ladies will have a cut at 15. So we'll also be watching that Rose Holman and Grinnell uh, matchup. With that, we'll say, hit them straight. Cheers.